My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When we look through and read a particular story in Scripture, there's always several themes that can pop out. And in today's uh, reading of the gospel story of Jesus and the Canaanite woman, persistence in prayer is one of them. That's not what I'm going to talk about today, but if you would like to read a, a reflection on that, please be sure to pick up a bulletin and read the column on that very topic. Instead, I want to focus on something that the early church had to struggle with, and that was, was God's offer of salvation made to the Gentiles? And if it was, did they first have to, at least, at least for the men, have to be circumcised and follow all the Jewish law before they could be baptized? Jesus, of course, was a descendant of David. He fulfilled that covenant relationship that God made with his people, Israel. When Jesus sent out his disciples two by two, they were to seek out only the people of Israel. And in today's gospel, he tells the Canaanite woman that he was sent to seek out the lost sheep of Israel. Thus, it seems at first that Jesus seems to be adhering to that belief that he had come to offer salvation to the people of the Jewish faith. But then we're faced with our first reading. So from the book of the prophet Isaiah, the Lord says that foreigners who acknowledge him, serve him, love him, and hold to his covenant, they too shall be welcome to his holy mountain. And this reading ends with the Lord stating that his house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. St. Paul, of course, spent much of his early time founding churches in city after city after city. 
But then he started writing letters to these cities to try to remind them of the faith that had been given to them. And in a letter he wrote to the Romans, he mentions a reason for welcoming the Gentiles. It is to make his race jealous, to save some of them. He reminds them that it was the rejection of Jesus that led to his death, but this paved the way for his resurrection that reconciles the word, the world to God. So we return to that gospel reading. The persistence of the woman, Jesus finally acknowledged her faith, and because of her faith, he did what she asked of him. Well, faith is one of those theological virtues, gifts that are given to us by God. So God had already planted the seed of faith in this Canaanite woman, and now she allowed that seed to burst forth as she knew in her heart of hearts that Jesus could do what she asked of him, and that if she was persistent, he would, have ultimately, he would ultimately fulfill her wishes. We as well come from different backgrounds, different families, but we are all united together through our baptism. It is our baptism that incorporates us into Christ's body, the church. It is our baptism that allows us to look at one another and say we are sons and daughters of the living God, brothers and sisters of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is no more apparent than when we come to celebrate this sacrament of the Eucharist, of the Mass, or of Holy Communion. Because Holy Communion is an encounter with the divine. We truly believe that Jesus' body and blood will be here on this altar in just a few moments. But he comes here with a purpose, to build up this community of faith, to strengthen the, those ties that bind us together, to unify us, and to heal whatever might separate us. This is truly a privilege, but also a necessary thing for us to do, to continue to come together, to reconcile with each other, and of course, to partake of our Lord's body and blood. But unfortunately, there are many that, that call themselves Catholic that are not coming to, to Mass on a regular time. In fact, after the pandemic, families that used to come more often now are only coming for the big celebrations of Christmas and Easter. But the truth of the matter is, we together, we are better people when we celebrate the sacraments. Our celebration of the sacraments are communal experiences meant to build up the body of Christ the church, and most especially this sacrament. It is the celebration of the body of Christ, but it also builds us and draws us closer together. Christ comes to nurture us, to strengthen us, to forgive us, and to guide us. Together, we are better when we share our faith, 
Just as we saw in today's gospel reading, faith is a precious gift given to us from God, but it comes with a great responsibility, a responsibility to share it with others. We support our catechists in teaching the faith to our children as, an, as, as something that continues to bring on a new generation of people that believe in Jesus. We also share our faith in Bible studies, RCIA classes, that strengthen us both as individuals, but as members of this faith community. But we also share our faith and strengthen our faith every time we come together to celebrate Holy Communion. We first hear from God's living word in sacred scripture. We then hear it broken apart by us through the homily. And then as one body of Christ, we stand and we affirm our common faith by reciting together our creed. This is an opportunity every time we come together to strengthen our faith in God our Father, in Jesus his Son, and the Holy Spirit. Together we are better when we serve our neighbor. The duty of a Christian is to love one another as Jesus loves us, totally, selflessly. Each of us as baptized members of Christ Church are called to this duty, but our family of faith is called to this duty as well. Supporting the poor, the neglected, and the sick in our community is an essential part of our baptismal call, but it's always done more effectively when we do it together as a body of Christ. The Eucharistic revival that we are in the midst of is an attempt to teach about the centrality of the Eucharist in the lives of Christians, to understand that this is a communal act of worship that sustains us as members of the body of Christ and inspires us to love our neighbor through acts of charity. I invite each of our families to have a serious discussion about returning to a regular celebration of the Eucharist here at Our Lady of Perpetual Help. We know that we are better when we come together and pray together when we receive our Lord together in Holy Communion, and when we go from these doors out into our community and spread his love to everyone we encounter. This is what sons and daughters of the living God and brothers and sisters of our Savior Jesus Christ are expected to do. And we renew that commitment every time we come together to celebrate the Eucharist, Holy Communion, together as a family of faith.